This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Let's flip it then, because, you know, for as much as we talked about this offense scoring a lot of points, the defense is also giving up a ton of points. They are last in the NFL in points against. They're giving up an average of 32 points a game, 225 points on the season. And to be fair, the Packers, you know, their offense is not putting up a ton of points, but this could maybe be the week that everything starts to click for a Green Bay Packers offense. Yes, fingers crossed. If you're not watching a video of this and you are listening to the audio, crossing the fingers that this is the week that the offense puts things together. Sounds like maybe Christian Watson would be able to come back. He's progressing through the protocol. Roger sounded optimistic that Lazard would be back. Um, So I think at that point, you're talking about an offense that's relatively at full strength, depending on what happens with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. If they can both go, I think that changes everything for this Packers front and what they're able to do as far as moving the ball. Because Roger said, like, you're not going to win in this league. You're not going to win games if you can't get the ball down the field. But if you don't have the protection to stand in the pocket and get the ball down the field, you're removing like 50% of your game. So exactly. There's a lot of like moving pieces on this offense this season and a lot of variables, I would say, that have led to their inability to score points. I think if we see the offense that came out against the Bills last week, that offense can beat the Lions. And I say that because they were moving the ball incredibly well on the ground. They were able to get some big chunk plays from Rodgers and his receivers. I think if you know, you're going up against obviously a, a worse defense. So hopefully you get those bigger plays down the field against the lions than you do against the bills. But in the same vein, I think this Packers team can win this game and be effective with their ground game as it was last week. Now, obviously with Alan Lazard and Tunyon and Dobbs, even just like stopping there, 
that's a trio that I think Rogers is going to utilize and lean on a little bit more something about Alan Lazar being back just with that like level of security and him just like being Rogers one this year, I think will lead to a better passing attack. But regardless, if you get AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones moving and grooving, like I don't think much else matters. Now for me, it's less about what this Packers offense is going to be able to do against the Lions defense and more like, can they just not keep shooting themselves in the foot this week? Can you limit the amount of just unnecessary penalties? Can you, you know, keep up with this ball security momentum when you get down into the red zone? Can you get that ball in the end zone? I saw a stat this week that was saying that Aaron, while Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon have been, you know, a great tandem this season, they have very, very low production in the red zone so far this year. So I'd like to see Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers kind of use them to punch the ball in when they're at the goal line uh, and just get just get the ball in the end zone. I think this is a game. I know that they've been aggressive on fourth down. I think continue to be aggressive on fourth down in this game. Continue to like push the ball and just go for seven and not settle for three. Well, I do have good news. The Lions defense is 30th in the NFL in red zone. Um, they're allowing a touchdown on 73% of trips down there. So mm-hmm. it does, it just feels kind of like a get right game for the Packers and division opponents obviously never are that they never go the way you think the Packers on paper, quote unquote on paper should have won a lot more games this year than they have. So you can never, you know, just look at the stats and make your predictions. But I think that's what made the bills game feel like less of a loss than it was is because we talked about it on the recap show where on paper when you looked at those stats they won the turnover battle they won time of possession they were doing everything that you wanted to see them do to progress and give you confidence that they were going to have some things to build off of and I think this Lions team gives them a lot more opportunities to build off of their offense is really hit or miss the Lions offense in terms of they're either giving up like five turnovers when it comes to the Cowboys or they're playing a really clean game so if the Packers can win the turnover battle sustain drives get into the red zone like you said they're going to have opportunities to score this is a Lions defense that's 32nd in the league on third down conversions they're letting people convert 50% of the time so historically this season that's kind of where the Packers have struggled so they're going to have opportunities to move the football and hopefully that that's what gets their offense rolling and kind of unlock some things for them. Yeah. They just have to capitalize on these important moments. I want them to come in juiced up again. Yeah. Like I know that it's a 1 PM game at Ford field, but I, I need them to come in like they did against the bills with that energy, have fun. I mean, we saw a flea flicker <laughs> for God's sakes, against the bills, like come in with some of that momentum, some of those like fun trick plays, just Pull pull all the tricks out of the bag against this one because you have to win this game. You have to come out. You ha- offense has to look better. It has to click, and you have to put up points. And you must beat the Lions this week for your season. Yeah, I mean that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's hard to we said like against the Commanders, like you can't say oh, you know, going three and four is a season ender. Even against the Bills, three and five isn't necessarily a season ender. But if you drop another game to a division opponent in the NFC and you're sitting at three and six with only eight games left to play, that's it. I mean, I just, it seems insurmountable at that point. So I think, you know, we talked about this is not a very good Lions defense, but the one player that they have is Aiden Hutchinson Mm -hmm. right now on the defense. And he, as you know, I guess 
maybe fortunately I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this like is it better for the Packers that he is an edge rusher instead of kind of lining up over over nose because that kind of interior pressure seemed like it was getting after the Packers more effectively like yeah. is Nyman going to be up to the the task this week at right tackle like that's I think that's going to be one of the sticking points of this game is if Aaron Rodgers can get away from Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> they'll be able to move the ball well, hopefully they can like scheme up protections right. to double team Aiden Hutchinson or at least make him ineffective. You know, if David Bakhtiari is playing, I imagine the Lions are going to want to move Hutchinson away from him. And you're right. I mean, the interior pressure has been the Achilles heel of this offensive line all season. So if I'm the Lions, I'm trying to get Aiden Hutchinson over the middle. But at the same time, they don't have much of anyone else. So I think just spending the entire the entire game double teaming him or at least scheming up rollouts, like doing what you need to do to get him away and around Aaron Rodgers is the key. It makes it a lot easier when you don't have a second or third weapon that you have to protect against. The Lions secondary has played okay, but you know, they they're kind of remind me of the Packers almost where there's they've got a lot of like young guys that are really promising but they haven't lived up to necessarily some of their potential yet so n- I guess comparison is not living up to their potential not the makeup of those rosters but mm-hmm. you know Alex Anzalone leads the team in past past defense with three and he's an inside linebacker so like you know there's just a lot of quirks with this Lions secondary obviously they've got Jeff Akuda who's looked really good so far this season he doesn't have a pick yet on the year so I think there's going to be opportunities for Rodgers to to tell his receivers like go in your one-on-ones and I think that this is a secondary that the Packers receivers will be able to especially you know if we see the kind of performances that Dobbs and Toure had against the Bills where they were starting to kind of feel what Rodgers wanted from them in that rhythm of the offense so that's a question for you when it comes to who is going to be playing this game is there anybody from the bills game that you expect to have their snap count increase i do think it'll be toure and i think you know even if lazard comes back they want to get him more opportunities and i thought it was really funny that um Rodgers had said, like, in training camp, he gave Toure the nickname Captain Casual, <laughs> and he said that Toure didn't like it, and obviously it's not not a great nickname to have when you're a rookie, and it was just kind of the way that he practiced, and everything seemed kind of, like, half speed, and then Rodgers finally had a conversation with him about, like, I think we're going to need you, and I think you're going to be able to play some really meaningful snaps by the middle of the season, and then you just see Toure go out there and have the kind of performance that he did after Rodgers had said he'd had, like, the best three weeks of practice, you know, to date. So I think that stuff is telling. And, you know, for as much as we talked about the comments that Rodgers made about, you know, guys needing to have their snap count decrease if they're not performing or if they're making mistakes, like, I think that kind of stuff is what's really motivating some of these young guys because I thought Dobbs had one of his best games so far this season. The There were less like drops. It seems like there were less mental mistakes. And that's what they're going to need if they're actually going to be able to try and make a run for a wild card spot. Well, I think also what he meant by that was I want to reward the guys who are yeah. playing well um, against the ones that maybe just need some space from the field. I think he also mentioned that he had said to Samori, like, I think you're too talented to not be playing meaningful snaps for us, which when 12 singles anybody out, like we've seen, we saw it with Lazard. He literally went to, went to LaFleur and said, I want him on the field. And now look at what Lazard has blossomed into. Like 
12 has an eye for this. So if he's saying, I want more Toure because look at what he's able to do and look at the talent that he brings to this team, then I hope we see more of him. I hope we see more of Amari Rogers in the offense. I think that it's been like quite unfair to him just because he's a bad teamer doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be bad in this offense. And without right. Randall Cobb, you need somebody in the slot. You simply do. And Rodgers threw him a big pass against the Bills, a big like chunk play, back shoulder fade throw that Rodgers doesn't just throw to anybody. And he made a big play. So I hope that he gets rewarded for that and we see him a little bit more in this game really really happy to see kylan hill back because i think that also helps with the kick and punt return issue at the moment just bringing in someone new into that rotation kind of like juice up the position but i would really really like to see amari more in this taking more offensive snaps i agree and then the last one i've been thinking about is josiah deguara you know we talk about like mercedes lewis being basically a primary blocker which he's phenomenal at You've got Robert Tunyon, who can kind of stretch the field and is a threat in the receiving game. And Josiah DeGuar is kind of like the, the Swiss Army knife in the back where he lines up. He was a lead blocker on a bunch of Aaron Jones runs last week. Like he can he can play the F, he can play in the slot. Like he can line up just about anywhere. And when he's, you know, getting his opportunities, he's making the most of them. He's had some really nice blocks. He's had a couple catches, but I would like to see him, I guess, more involved in the receiving game as well, beyond just what he can do as like a lead blocker, even though Whenever he's on the field, he's given it 110%. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. He really is. He had a great game. And I think so much of what he was able to do won't show up on the stat sheet because it shows up under Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon's stats. But the run game was really, really phenomenal because of him. And he was out there blocking his ass off for pretty much everybody. And I think this Packers team and this Packers offense in particular works most effectively when everybody is bought in to what their assignments are, no matter what it is. It could be like I said, not show up on the stat sheet. No one gets, you know, very few people, you know, we're the weirdos who notice when a tight end blocks effectively, but like you're not getting the recognition potentially that you feel like you deserve, but without you, that play falls apart. And that feels like what Josiah DeGuara's role has been so far. And I hope that they build off of that. And like you said, bring him more into the passing game just because of what he's been able to do for this offense. Yeah. So something I I did want to get your thoughts on because I, I think it was kind of really interesting and something that maybe we kind of glossed over in the media because there was so much going on with like, you know, trade deadlines and things. And was the comment that was made post game by Rogers about how the Bills game felt like the first time all season that they were fully ready to play and how concerning or, you know, I guess if you're not concerned by it, that it is to hear those kind of comments when you've played seven games and you're going into your eighth game and now you're finally ready to play when the season is half over. Like, did you have any like thoughts on that or, you know, maybe kind of reading between the lines, what he was trying to say there? I think I understand what he meant. I think I agree with him, right? Like this team has kind of come out and, and from the looks of it, 
as a fan sitting on my couch, I'm like, are you awake? Or, or do you know that like this game has started, right? And it it did feel different. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't want this team to only come out with that energy when it's bright light Sunday night football against, you know, an opponent that is one of the best in the league. Like you have to bring that energy every single game, whether it's the Jets at home at one o'clock or 8.30 p.m. against the Bills. So I hope that it just continues forward and that he as a leader can kind of build off of that or at least utilize some of the guys that you could feel that energy off of like Jair. Um, I don't think he meant anything negative by it. I think he just likes to be honest when he's on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. I mean, I totally like, I, I agree with all those things. I guess I just wonder like what was preventing them from having that kind of energy the first couple weeks. Like we talked about, you know, before the Vikings game, like this is a game that you you would think you get up for. It's a division rival. Z is standing across from you. Who's having like arguably he's on the pace, I guess, for a career year, even though he, we thought he just, you know, had one of those in Green Bay a couple of years ago. Like, what do you think is preventing this team from from going into games having the juice? Because, you know, the Bucks game, it's like, okay, yeah, we're playing Tom Brady. Like, it felt like there was a storyline or there was something you could get up for every game. And especially when you started losing, it's like, we got to turn this thing around. We got to get some momentum. It just felt really interesting to me to hear that. Because I agree that, yeah, I mean, it seems like this team kind of gets up in certain moments. And I hope that that trend continues. I hope that they're fired up to go into Sunday and know that they have to kind of turn their season around. But sometimes you just wonder, like, what's missing? Like, where where's the where's the, the lack? Where's the Where's the hole, I guess, in the boat? It not in the locker room. So right. I don't know. I mean, we've been talking about it all season. It's just like the needing of leadership. I think the needing to like believe in themselves, like potentially going out and showing up against the Bills is kind of like what they needed to say, okay, we remember who we are, but whatever it is, it's in the past. And I think they need to like look forward. Yeah. And I thought it was was really interesting too at Rogers Locker. They asked him, you know, in 2016 when you said like, I feel like we can run the table. Did you necessarily believe that 100 percent? And he was like, well, not fully, but like it takes that kind of ownership. And he said like he's like that I probably need to play at a more elite level and elevate the guys around me. So that kind of ownership, I think, is going to go a long way. Yeah, I mean, like this kind this kind of ownership, I think, is going to go a long way into guys just like buying in. And if we I think if we not to put too much stock on this Lions game, but if the Packers come out of this with a win. I think that we could actually see a turnaround because we know it's going to get challenging, right? They've got the Cowboys, they've got the Titans, they've got the Eagles. So if you can give them a win and get them to start feeling good, knowing they've got a home game coming up next, like I think it'll make a huge difference. Yeah. Let's go run. Otherwise the season's over. So yeah, (laughs) you either uh, run the table or close to it, or you're watching the playoffs at home on your couch. So I guess, you know, um, the former, yeah, I would prefer the former. Let's talk about score predictions before we wrap this thing up. Hey, I think this is going to be a closer than any Packers fan would want. I'm seeing like a 27 24 victory. Okay, I'm gonna take uh 31 24. I'm gonna say this is the game that the Packers get over 30 finally. For this I've predicted that like six times but if I just keep doing it maybe it'll happen so I don't know right. I feel good I feel like this offense is going to get get things rolling I hope so all right cool well that is all the time that we have today this has been the packs which she said podcast 
Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. We so appreciate it. You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. Please remember to subscribe and download the show. If you like what we're doing, you can follow us on social media, on Twitter. It's at PWSS Podcast. On YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram, it's at Pax What She Said. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Packers Lions, noon on Sunday in Ford Field. Thank you, as always, for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 